0: Yo, what is up, everybody? It's your boy, Give, and I wanted to jump on the mic before we start the show and let you know TakeOver Lounge Podcast presents Sean Louis at the Lost Sleep in Phoenix, Arizona on October 20th at 8.30 p.m. You can receive your free ticket at SeanLouie.com. This is a 21 and up event, so grab your free tickets and come through. Listen to the talented musician Sean Louis and his amazing band. We'll see you October 20th. Now let's get into this episode of the TakeOver Lounge. and privilege to sit down with Mr. Eric Dupree. I appreciate that, Mr. Easygoing.
1: Easygoing, yeah. That's crazy. Man. Gunshots and all that. That's crazy. I appreciate that.
0: You're coming man. out of, not coming out of retirement, but you're making a, a little...
1: Yeah, just to remind people that I'm still super smooth with it, you yeah. know? And just to make sure I still got it. You know, when you don't use those muscles for a little while, you don't know if you still got it. For so. sure. Um, but it's it's always in me, man. Once the pandemic hit, I made a career change that kind of took a lot of my focus Definitely. you know, away from music. So, you know, I do that. I do. I coach football. I do a lot of different shit. Sure. Um, so music isn't still around, but I, you know, I still write. I just don't record anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be doing some new shit tonight. And, Ooh. you know, just it's always going to be a part of my life, man. I just love Definitely. it so much and I miss it. So this is a really cool opportunity. They asked me back in. December and I don't ever plan things ahead of time. They're like, Yo, you want to do this show in May? And I was like, Yeah, fuck yeah, I do, for You're sure. Like, May I can't even conceptualize I don't September. know where I'm gonna be in May, but I'm here for it. Yeah. That's so fire,
0: man. Yeah. So but that's ultimately what made you step back
1: for music was just the career change and yeah. the pandemic kind of because whenever whenever I I do something, I put everything I have into it. Yeah. And I can't I can't, you know, half ass anything. So Facts. you know, I was personal training and doing my shit and doing music and my schedule is real cool, but the pandemic hit and the gym shut down. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I need to find, you know, something I can do to to really make some money and, you know, really take this next step in life. And, you know, I got into mortgage lending and real estate and shit like that. And I got super, I got good at it. Like I'm not extremely successful yet, but I'm good at it. It just takes, you know, I put my all into it. So my social media, my everything, my output, everything is, is that. So... You know, it was either, you know Go half and half and not give everything my all Or or give something my all and make it happen So that's why I did that But, you know, I still live with music daily I live with Tommy Like, you know what I'm saying? It's always going to be a part of me I still listen to my own shit Because I'm, you know, I like my music So Definitely. It's always going to be here, man. It's man. always going to be
0: here. I remember the first time hearing a, a track by Easy Going, yeah. and I was like, yo, this dude's smooth. Yeah, and that's when we started picking up on the podcasting. Yeah. Uh, this was like during the pandemic. I remember, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was yeah. like, yo, I'll, I'll, we need that interview with Eric Dupree yeah. ASAP. And then, disappeared. Yeah. On to the different job you know, yeah, uh, ventures and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm glad to finally, yeah. like I've been saying,
1: just sit down. It's cool, and man. Conversate. And it's funny, too. Like, I was all day and all week I've been trying to you know thinking what's my set list going to be what do I want to do you know what kind of music do you do when you haven't performed I I performed a year ago today or a year ago last month actually here I forget what the show was for uh, but before that I hadn't performed in like a year and a half so I'm thinking you know what do I want my set to be? So I'm going through my catalog of music and then it just brought back so many memories, man. Like, yeah. I remember doing, you know, this show at this festival or this show opening for, for this person or, oh man, we did this when we opened for Titan And then, you know, just thinking all these, all these big ass shows and all, it was so much cool shit. Like, yeah. like, people don't know, like, man, we did like, when me and Tommy were like really doing it, like we did a lot of cool shit, man. And th- those memories will stay with me forever. Like that was, that's, it's just so dope to think about.
0: I'm so surprised that like one that you you live with Tommy yeah. and that he hasn't forced you to record anything uh-huh. and you said I just write so you haven't recorded any, literally anything besides the new
1: tracks that I, you're gonna I have two new songs that I'm gonna do I recorded these it must have been like right when the pandemic hit okay cause I was gonna I was working on a new album mm-hmm. called uh, Falling Up okay and I wrote three songs and I recorded yeah. three songs for it and then I never finished it mm-hmm. because it didn't feel like Okay. Whenever I write, because basically how I started was when I first started rapping, I wanted to be, you know, the best rapper in the world. Okay, rapping. right, 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 I, right. I wanted to be the coldest. And then I realized that's that's not the lane that's going to get me popping. Like, yeah. Like... You you go through life and you know you talk to you know you have these different experiences with different women. You're light skin, you're cute. Like go that route. Like <laughs> right. that's what's gonna do it. Yeah. And when I made that shift in my music, that's when shit started getting like picking up, and Definitely. I started getting more streams and more show openings and more attention and whatever it was. So, um, yeah, like when I when I made that change, I, I would only write if I was going through a life experience with with a woman or something like right. that. So when I was writing "Falling Up." I wasn't going through anything. Mm I was just writing because it was easy, but there was nothing behind it. Right, like so, I I wrote these three songs, and I was like, "Man, I I
0: don't." (laughs) There's nothing. It doesn't click. It's not.
1: Like, yeah, they might be good, but there's nothing behind it. So, right. You know, I, I kind of need to wait until until it feels right. And then, obviously, life took me in a different direction. But I still have these three songs. And when I listen to them now, I'm like, man, these were really fucking good. Yeah. And now I can apply them more to my situation in life now. So now they actually mean something to me. So that's right. why I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let me do these tonight. I mean, it's I'm doing two out of the three. One's called Falling Up. One's called uh, Dance With Me. And they're fucking great songs. That's
0: fire. And so,
1: like... Yeah, and I still ride occasionally. Tommy doesn't force me to. He knows I he knows I'm stubborn. We're both stubborn. You know, no, exactly. we butt heads. If you know, whether it's music or playing two K or in the gym, whatever it is, we're very competitive or both stubborn, so you know, he knows it wouldn't work, but he he's always ready. He, every time he goes to the studio, he's like, hey, I'm going to the studio if you want to go. Like, nice. He always just leaves the door open for me. That's so, so good. So he knows it's going to happen, because I told him the night, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to perform again. What if this is the last one? He's like, "He's like, you know, as soon as I open up for House of Blues or get one of these big shows, I'm like you're, right. you're coming back and doing music. And I was like, yeah, you're, yeah,
0: you're
1: right. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you're not yeah. lying. You're not yeah. lying at that. 100%.
0: So with that, I... I we heard bits and pieces of the story from Tommy about how you guys met and all that mm-hmm. good stuff, but we never got the other side to that story. Yeah. So can you, can you give us a little brief rundown of how you and Tommy really met and became brothers? Cause he calls uh, you a brother. Is, like, literally. He's my brother. I mean, we've been right.
1: together for like six years now. Wow. Uh, we met at Applebee's. We were, we were both working at Applebee's. He started oh. working at my store and we both found out we did music. So he, he invited me over. Cause that's what he does. He wants to work with everybody. And right. you know, that's who Tommy is. He's, He's Tommy. Um, so I went to his house and played him some of my music and we recorded some and then, you know, started spending more time over there just yeah. recording more music because we were together at work every day. So it's like, hey, if we're working, why, let's just go record after. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept building until we were with each other 24-7 doing music. And after that, it was a wrap. I mean, we just started recording more and then more songs together. And then the songs we had together were like, man, hey, we're actually pretty fucking good when yeah. we rap together and we we challenged each other we pushed each other mm-hmm. you know we're both heavy in the gym so like every aspect of life we could push each other and make each other be better Yeah, and I think that's why that relationship is so special because we force each other to level up every day
0: that's so cool Yeah, that's such a cool story man, yeah, it's man like, that's,
1: that's my dog
0: co-workers turned brothers right there man,
1: he's, shout out to Applebee's that place <laughs> fucking sucks but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more of a Chili's type of guy you yeah. know what I mean it, Apple- but, it, but <laughs> it did something for me you know in fact, what I mean in fact. Like, it, it brought me Tommy like yeah
0: him. and that's that's the that's the perfect story um from not doing music mm-hmm. for a while what has that taught you about yourself in the last two year and a half
1: it, it you know the, the biggest thing it's taught me is you always need you always need an outlet yeah for the longest time music was my outlet for mm-hmm. years that's all I did I didn't really have any other way to vent I'm not really good at talking or sharing my feelings unless it's through music mm. and you know um It just taught. I I had to be a different person a little bit, and and because one, when I stopped doing music, I didn't have that outlet anymore. Right. So I needed a different one. So I found the gym. So I'm in the gym heavy. And another thing was, I was able to upgrade my lifestyle in different ways. Like there's there's so many pros and cons to doing music and not doing music. But when I was doing music. I was drinking a lot. Mm, mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, it, when you're already not good at opening up and you want to write a song about love or breakup mm. or bullshit or whatever, you need to loosen up a little bit. So I was yeah. Jack Daniels. You know, that's that's what it is. Whiskey did it for me. And, Jack, um, boys, yeah, Jack Boys, man. Jack Boys. And when I stopped doing music, I stopped drinking a lot. Mm. And that was really beneficial to for me. For sure. You know, that definitely. was a really good outlet. And it just made me deal with my problems in different ways. I You know, I've, I went through a lot of... Uh, I went through, it was a big situation with my ex and that was mm-hmm. my whole kind of Blackheart saga was kind right. of, yes, yes. Blackheart one, two, and three was kind of our journey through that relationship mm-hmm. and it ended pretty, pretty badly. We're on great terms now, but it, it was a really, you know, dramatic ending and, you know, we just kind of went through a lot. We both went through a lot of life and Blackheart three was the end of it. And after that I felt really unmotivated for a long time because that, mm-hmm. it I put everything I had into Blackheart 3. Right. Like Blackheart 1 was like this is cute like this is cool do your love songs. Right. Blackheart 2 we were kind of going through some rough shit so it's not it's not as good of a project but Blackheart 3 I just wrapped up our everything we had mm-hmm. and put it in Blackheart three, and I gave so much to that that I felt so drained after that I didn't really sure. I didn't really have much. So it gave me an opportunity to step back and kind of see where I needed to work on myself in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And made me find new outlets and kind of find out different things about myself because I didn't know who I was outside of music. You know, because mm. you're two different people. I'm Eric Dupree, but then when I got on stage, I was easy going. Right. And there's like a whole. I mean, it was. It's hard even when I was doing it. Like I would be on stage. We open up at the Rialto. Two thousand people screaming mm-hmm. your name want wants you to sign their phone their shirts bl- all the bullshit blah right. blah blah and then I go to work the next day and I'm serving tables and mm, they're, lo- they're looking at me they don't give a fuck who right. I am. like yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it was trash they're they're bitching at me because I can't I don't have extra ranch for them and like <laughs> that 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 mental roller coaster is yeah oh like, I bet so stepping away from that and just it it made me just find out okay who's eric not easy going mm, mm-hmm. not you know not all the bullshit not the on stage guy who's who's eric and that yeah, i think it's it's been really cool man I've, i'm that's really cool. i'm really healthy i feel healthy yeah. i feel good you know yeah, I, have, I don't know man i just i'm in such a good place mentally that this is really exciting for me mm. but i'm also happy with who i am
0: that's perfect man. which is
1: a cool place to be that's
0: really good and
1: i i I hear like you were having trouble opening up
0: about your feelings and whatnot. Yeah. But now it seems like you're aware, you were aware that you're aware of that now. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I did have problems. Yeah. I was using a substance to. Yeah, you know, I was. I mean-, I mean,
1: and you know, you're using that, Jack, and then you write these songs. You yeah. Read, then. I mean, you don't even think about it at the time, but I go back and listen to some of the songs now, and they're so personal, and they so many personal details. I'm yeah. like, man, like, should I have put that out? Like, was that mm. the right thing? But then I was looking, when I was listening to my music, trying to figure out what songs to do, I was like, man, like, I'm so happy I made the music that I made right. because it's so authentic, it's so real, and I can remember, like, I can remember where I w- was when I wrote each song Jeez. because That's I was awesome. going through something at yeah. the time, and it was like, each song is such a special situation. Like, I every song has a story behind it and it's a real story like when I was just rapping to rap mm-hmm. there was nothing I, yeah. was, I was just trying to be the best at making words rhyme like, you're
0: right yeah literally. I wasn't
1: talking about nothing <laughs> like I was just cool at it And but when I started writing the music that based off what I was going through in life like it just it, it means so much more so I look back now and I'm like man thank god I did that because it's it's like I can relive certain parts of my life
0: and that's that's like the beauty of music and yeah. as, a, as a whole like there's certain songs to this day for me that unlock like memories that I didn't realize I had and I was like yeah. oh this song was playing when I was XYZ yeah. right and I was like that's fire like that music it's sticks. like
1: when you hear a uh, like when you hear a theme song from a cartoon you used right. to watch when you were a kid yeah and it, like that nostalgia yeah those core memories yeah. right, that you don't even think about and then you hear it and you're like fuck like that that was such a good part of my life or that was, that part of my life man that sucked yeah, but, it, right? but it lets you relive it
0: and that's like the beauty of it all and um, one of the things that I was thinking about as you told me that You know now you are uh, A coach at yeah. uh, Are you at Saguaro High School I was, I
1: was at Saguaro for like For four years Okay I'm at Catalina Foothills Okay
0: yeah, are at Catfoot now Were you ever nervous When coaching Okay That they're gonna We're gonna uh, this, is my, this is my last question When you were coaching Mm-hmm. When was were you nervous that your kid the kids will find out your, about your music? Oh, they and did. How would they feel about they it? They did, yeah. yeah. And
1: you know they some, like they liked it, but they still clown me because that's what they do. I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. fucking high school kids, exactly. So, like, so um, yeah, when I was at Saguaro, I was actually still doing music. So the coaches knew, and then the kids uh-huh. the kids found it because they found it your IG because that's that's what kids do. And yeah, and, and these kids found it too. The kids at Catfoot know that I did music too, and they find it and they they listen to it, whatever I have left <laughs> on the internet. Been it's so stupid I have this song it's one of my most popular songs it's called Nasty yes yes and yes, you do that's the one that the kids fucking bring up and sing it yeah. at, at practice or whenever they say oh ooh, yeah get that. like this bullshit and I'm like that's the song you motherfuckers pick One like, of all the songs in my I catalog that song, but that's yeah but that's that was for the that was for the bitches that was, that, you know, that was Right, no, it's not for y'all. Right. They, they love it, so I mean, it's it's cool, man. They pick on me, and I have kids like on the team who like to do music, Definitely. music, so they can come to me, and that's just another way to relate. Like,
0: that's awesome. They
1: can come to me like, hey, coach, how do I do this? Or hey, how does this? Are? How'd you get started? How'd you get these shows? Blah 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 blah. So it's, it's cool. that's
0: so cool. Yeah. That's so cool, man. I'm
1: glad that we had like a, a lot,
0: enough time to chop it up. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're ruining my interview by pulling you out of here for sound check. Oh, I Sound check. <laughs>
1: So okay. well,
0: I'm going to let you go and handle that. But, man, thank you for tapping I, into TakeOver Lounge, that, man. That's love. That's appreciate awesome, you. man. Appreciate it.
1: Appreciate
0: you. All righty, guys. We just wanted to take a minute and let y'all know that TakeOver Lounge Podcast is presenting Sean Louis at Lost Leaf in Phoenix, Arizona, on October 20th at 8.30 p.m. Tickets can be found at SeanLouis.com. This is a 21 and up event, so grab your free ticket and vibe with Sean Louis. See y'all there.